Hey, Sean, how's it going today? Oh, you know, Blair, it's just the usual insane chaos that is life that we all seemingly keep subscribing to. What's going on with you? Not too much, just a little busy here and there too. Um, I did get outside for a run today, which is a huge win for me because most of my runs are treadmill runs. How about yes. you? I guess what? It's day seven. We're at day seven uh, of, of my... our 12 day couch yeah. to half marathon training plan. <laughs> Mildly less fun than the 12 days of Christmas. It's the 12 days oh, of I half marathon. I love the 12 training. days of Christmas. Are you I a know. fan of Ellen? Yes. Did you oh, hear? Oh, oh. oh, God. Yes. Right? Just, yes. The 12 days of her Christmas parties are fantastic. <laughs> when the curtain would drop and the people would lose their minds. It's, yes. I Sometimes when I was sad, I would go watch <laughs> YouTube videos of that to find joy. Yes. Ellen brings me joy most of all the time. It's in Christmas. That's my favorite holiday. Yeah. So I'm all for that. And they drop that hot Kelly Clarkson Christmas song on you. Like the... <laughs> That song Isn't the one around the tree or something? The you're something here, yeah, yeah, yeah. And every time you hear that song hit in Ellen, you're like, those people are about to go totally crazy and I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah, it's gonna be oh, great. Oh yeah. So everybody that's listening, you've made it again. We're still podcasting. It's still going yeah. on. Welcome to I, episode three. Yeah, surprisingly to probably nobody, Blair and I still have plenty of things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best part about us, really. We're very excited to have our guest on today. Today, we're talking to Katie. You yes. might know her on Instagram as Babies to Boston, but we are very excited to talk with her today. Um, she does this little thing called 10 on Tuesday. Yeah, and I was seeing other people doing 10 on Tuesday, yes, thinking, wow, yeah. that's a great idea. And it then, is. hey, that's all her. She yes. did this. Yeah, and, and she's been doing it for over a year. I know. Week 57, I think, is what I she's think, on now. I think and... so. Yeah. That's amazing. Yep. And I think she'll let us know, hopefully, how many of those. I think most of those have been outside. Which, and she lives up north. Yeah. It, 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 it's like Game of Thrones north. Like, she gets <laughs> three feet right. of snow. <laughs> she, oh, man. Yeah. I don't, I, I can't possibly fathom how she managed to get 50 plus weeks of tens on Tuesdays outside for the most part. It, no, that's... I'm definitely not going to be able to understand it. I don't understand snow. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, Blair, I know that it's a it's listen, part of the water cycle, but so, there's this really wild thing. The, 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 the water, it yes. gets cold in the North mm -hmm. and, um, it and then it freezes. In, yes. 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 Yeah. We learned about this in fifth grade science this year. So when I, you know, when someone asks you, are you smarter than a fifth grader? <laughs> yeah. Only in science. <laughs> <laughs> Fractions messed me up. Yeah. Really bad in yeah. the way that we do division and multiplication. Now I can't do it, but like science and the water cycle got it down fairly fairly yeah. good i know some different types of cloud names too <laughs> there's uh i don't know nimbulus i feel like is one there's a cumulonimbus and a ah, that sounds, there's a that stratus right. in there somewhere that yeah. Right. yeah i couldn't tell you which cloud it was one's like wispy and one looks like a thunderstorm but it's probably helpful to know, know which one is which maybe i mean i just know when it's really gray in florida the likelihood of lightning is high and right we're like the one lightning of, capital of the world. So one I of don't my favorite things <laughs> that you hit me with recently, and I think it was on our last episode, was when I was like, Chicago's windy. And you were like, hurricanes. And I was like, 
that was my measure of wind. You're right. Oh, it's either no right. wind or hurricane wind. There's yeah. no in between. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, True. wind in Chicago might get you a little. And you were like, nope, hurricanes. No, that's the thing in Florida. It's like hurricanes coming. Can yeah. you do a 5K between the next band? Right. right. Challenge. <laughs> it's That's pretty impressive. That is... That's a that's a whole series of races that I'm not sure I'm ready to subscribe <laughs> Nobody to. Nobody wants to be a part of that. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, but I'm very excited to talk to Katie. I think she's yeah. amazing and awesome and very inspiring. So it'll be I fun. Agree. So everybody buckle up, tie the shoes, get outside, jump on the treadmill, whatever it is you're going to do. It's time to talk to Katie. It's time to learn about all these things that terrify Blair because Katie's got the answers. <laughs> ready to go? <laughs> Ready. All right. Away we okay. go. You're you're going to be gonna speaking laugh. my language because I'm I mean, I'm not as northeast as you. Uh, you're in Syracuse, which yeah. I, I have plenty of questions about Syracuse, I'm sure. But you guys is definitely I I catch myself too saying it all the time. <laughs> and I say it sometimes to like four women and I'm like, no guys. Yeah, but Blair and I have known each other for a couple years. I mean, I think we all have our running friends on IG, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then um, there's a couple of us that uh, are kind of in a run crew called Track Street. And we did the uh, 24 hour Yeti. Actually, this weekend oh, last nice. year, we did the 24 hour Yeti. crazy to me. I can't. I know. It's nuts. Yeah. I yeah. know all of you folks who've done that. I I bow down because I don't. We only I don't know we did it as a group, which made it yeah. way better because we would at two a.m. Yeah. be like, "This is the worst idea yeah. we have ever had." There, there was a fairly unified. This is a bad idea at like the two, two four, and, and six a.m. Yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever they were. Was it yeah. two and? It was two and six, right? Everyone was, was yeah, but some people were kind of like split yes, between yeah, us. You're right. So you would yep. you would wake up to a four a.m. person going, "I agree, this is really terrible." Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then we just stayed in touch and are very good friends now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're just gonna move in together at some point and form a commune. <laughs> yeah. The, the more Blair and I talk, the more I sign Blair up for unofficial trips. To <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's pretty bad, but, um, how's, uh, how's everything on your end? How's, I, I saw you got a pretty awesome run in this morning. So how's all that? How's everything going? Yeah, we're, uh, things are pretty good here. It's finally, I mean, we had a little bit of snow this past week, but it's been a real spring here, which we don't usually get We're you know, it's winter, 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 and then it's summer. Like, so that's usually how it goes. So it's kind of nice that we've had this (laughs) gradual welcoming. in. And I think after this past year, we've all just needed something to look forward to and enjoy. Yeah. How about things in your area? Has it it been nice or? Well, I'm in Florida. So it's hot all the time. Yeah. (laughs) It is um, like hot, hotter, and then like Hades. (laughs) We're currently... I don't know. We had a thunderstorm roll through this morning. So then the humidity level is just, um, quite intense. So I had, I did not run this morning because my husband's home today. And so I basically live on the treadmill (laughs) when he's not. 
And so I wanted to take advantage. And so I ended up running at, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon in Florida, which was a terrible idea um, because the sun and humidity came out and it felt like 90 degrees. Yeah. It was amazing. Thankfully, we in the Northeast, I'm uh, genuinely, um, I've grown up watching Pittsburgh weather and my entire life has been, and Syracuse is getting pounded. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I, 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 since, since I was like four or five, young enough to start remembering things in life, my, one of my things has been watching Pittsburgh weather and we're like, and Syracuse with another three feet of snow. And I'm yeah, like, right. oh God. Does, West, um, does Virginia count as Northeast? West Virginia is right on the crest, right? So like, it does count? Yeah, well, right. I think what happened is when West Virginia <laughs> We're so left far south, I don't know anything. <laughs> Virginia is kind of the official state that starts kind of south. So when okay. West Virginia left Virginia, I guess we decided to inherit the Northeast. <laughs> um, I grew I grew up around Pittsburgh though, so okay. I'm not your... certainly as Northeast as you are, um, but yeah, I'm. I'm in a place, so Morgantown's 900 feet above elevation, uh, above, you know, sea level. Above and me. I live, yeah, ab- way above Blair. And then I live up a four mile hill that's 1,100 feet above Morgantown. Okay. So we get, if Morgantown gets rain, then it turns into snow by the time it gets to us. So yeah. we don't get nearly as much snow as you, but we also got snow this week. And, uh, that was really uh, like a that. like a really cheap bad joke. Once, yeah, right. <laughs> um, you're probably like me. Like when winter comes, you can accept that it's winter now. Yeah. But the second that warm weather gives you any inkling of reality, then you're like, no, 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 no. No. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh yeah, I was on the treadmill on Thursday. I'm like, I don't, I don't care that it's Earth Day. It's too windy right, right, right. celebrating right. the earth i'm celebrating the earth from the safety of my garage <laughs> <laughs> i still love the earth <laughs> yeah i was i was really astounded uh i went back and took a look and blair brought up that you had done and i'm i'm astounded that the 10 on tuesdays and that you had only done six or seven of those on the treadmill right yeah i think i've i've done like four and a half yeah, yeah, yeah. In the last okay. like 57 weeks or something. Cause so that's pretty amazing. I mean, that's amazing considering yeah. Syracuse, like that yeah. I really had to do it that many I, times. Yeah. I fully anticipated that when I read that, I was like, there's no like how did that work out? That's pretty astounding. And <laughs> and all things Syracuse considered, yeah. Yeah, it's um it's pretty crazy and even i know and you probably sympathize blair as a, as a parent i mean yes. there's i think one of those wasn't even weather related it was just because my yes. husband wasn't around and i had to get it done so yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah sometimes yeah. you just do what you have to do katie and i have had a very brief conversations about trying to balance all things running with all things parenting <laughs> it's very challenging at times You're right <laughs> yes definitely what started your 10 on Tuesday? That was my question. I tried to go back and I was like, why did she start this? <laughs> yeah. So, um, it was about a week. I don't know how things were for you with work and life when the yes. pandemic hit, but, um, about a week into us being in lockdown mode here in the Northeast, cause mm-hmm. New York state was probably the hardest hit in the beginning. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, 
you know, I was home for a week at that point. And my schedule at the time was, I mean, Boston had just been canceled. So I've had this loose thing on Tuesdays of like eight to 10 miles. And usually I said, okay, before work, I don't have much time. I'm going to shoot for eight. But now that I had time, I wasn't commuting. Right. And I'd been home with my children for two. For a <laughs> You're like, I need, I'll take I need 20. 10 miles this morning. So yeah. I did the first one. Yeah. The first one was just like, okay, I needed the 10 miles. And then it became pretty clear within the few weeks after that, that like, this wasn't going to be ending anytime soon. Yeah. And so yeah. I just started doing it every week. And I think by the third or fourth week was when other people mm-hmm. started doing it too. I had yeah. a couple of people tag me and said, I did 10 on Tuesday too. And then I don't know at what point it became like something I was like set on doing every mm-hmm. week, but um, I, it's almost like, I think as a runner, sometimes you just don't know how to stop yourself. Yes. We <laughs> <laughs> like, can all relate to that. What do I stop? Well, when you get to like 10 weeks of it, you're like, well, why would I stop now that I have to start yeah. over? And then, yeah. You know, and, yeah. yeah. I'm not much of a run streak person. Are, are you, have, have you like done a run streak before? <sighs> I have done very minimal ones. Yeah. But this gentleman here, I believe, has done yeah, a year I'm still, now. I'm still going. Uh, One. Yeah. I, the thing I was so curious about, Blair asked the perfect question because we it seems like a lot of people either started something right before COVID mm-hmm. and then they or were during. like, well, it's COVID, so I might as well keep this train moving yeah. or started something as a result of COVID. And I started, I was flirting with Run Streak <laughs> right at the end of February of last year and I was like, I don't know, maybe I will. And I started March 2nd of last year. Okay. And then certainly like you, when we locked down, we went to remote uh, work. I'm still remote. Are you still, are you still remote? Still remote. Is there, do you, um, now I'm going to go into the, the higher ed world here. Is there, is there, yeah, Blair, sorry for this. Right. Is, there an expectation, <laughs> is there an expectation that you'll go back? Maybe eventually it's, there's no, no set yeah. date. Um, there's not even a plan in place of like, Hey, by the fall, I mean, they've said to students and families by the fall, they'd like to be at full, full running in person, yeah. um, for students and faculty. I'm on the staff side. So, um, you know, they have not said anything. And at this point, I can't imagine that we'll all be back either in the fall. I can imagine maybe once or twice a week or, you know, intermittently, but right now there's no plan, which is crazy. How about you? Yeah. Uh, I literally last week, my, uh, my director said, uh, that it's likely that I'm never going back ever. Um, so conveniently, uh, I, I actually have a space in my house that can be utilized as an office with yeah. all of these delightful cubes behind me. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I went ahead and ordered a new desk to upgrade my desk and, and all of that. And yeah, our, our university is pretty much considering, I mean, I would, I would not be shocked if like 50 to 60% of people just really never yeah. go back, which 
Um, I'm staff as well. So I, a lot of faculty are back. Are students on your end, are they still virtual in person? Has what's, what's going on? With Most that? of it is in person this whole year. Um, I would say a lot of the faculty have um, opted to do like some virtual, so some asynchronous or synchronous, you know, I, yeah. it's up to their discretion, but I found that a lot of them have opted to do sort of a hybrid model of in-person versus not in-person. Yeah. Um, we're such a, it's so different. I know West Virginia is a much larger um, institution than we are, but still, I think we've went from being a place that did very little online as yeah. far as teaching goes to being hundred percent online at, at one point. So mm -hmm. yeah. to have to migrate to that, I think it's, it was such a weird trip for us. And um, I don't know, I know a lot of the, the faculty really prefer to be in person. So we'll yeah, see what yeah. happens in the next few years, but it has changed up the model and given us opportunity to like, oh, maybe we should offer some more online classes or things like that. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this will be my last, uh, dip into the edu side for you but yeah it's fine it's okay. like yeah. it's all right so, I, I feel like covid just made us all switch learning styles yeah. and then yeah. we all kind of realized like what we could do from home you know like we don't yeah. always have to be i know we, there's that joke that goes around like this could have been handled in an email but it's like for real <laughs> like things yeah. could just be handled yeah. in a different way now so yeah i i mean that really is what kind of set the run streak in stone. I was posting on on IG. I'd be like, I I'm I I've been running twenty ish straight days, not calling it a run streak. Um, and, <laughs> and then when it became pretty clear that uh, running a hundred days, yeah, not a streak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The so, expectation for everybody changed, right? It, I, I when my staff went home, I think we were all like maybe two months. I don't know. I, right. I I was joking with yeah. friends actually of how. Um, some people in our office were like, maybe one, maybe two weeks. And I was like, right. I have no faith. I'm going to go three or four months. And even that was way in the shallow end. But wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So no, so you have your run streaks from March of last year. That's yeah. I'm on 400 uh, days. It's close to four. No, it's not that many. Four, days. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, 400, uh, 420 days, I think is today. 419 or 420 is today. Can, Let it be 420. I, I think I, I actually, I actually think it is. I, 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 there should yeah, be a celebration. You could do something was, fun. I know. I've got, I've got some, uh, some CBD already on my yeah. hamstrings. If we is it a CBD that. bath bomb that you're going to take tonight? <laughs> I, I do. I've heard uh, those are great. I do do the, um, CBD, uh, sleepy time CBD. And that has, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, this is wild. But when I started taking CBD, so certainly I I've also read a lot of your posts about, uh, PT and, you know, not getting injured and all of those things. And sleep is something that I wasn't getting nearly enough of in running. And especially when I did my marathon training cycle, I wasn't sleeping enough at all. Mm -hmm. And I started taking CBD, sleepy time CBD, like six or seven months ago. And I actually, this is no joke. For the first time in like 12, 15 years, I woke up remembering dreams. So I don't know if I was actually getting like deep sleep yeah. for, for a long time. Is the brand yeah. called sleepy time? <laughs> no, it's SOAR, S-O-A-R. And they okay. have like a sleepy time CBD. 
I just like that it's called sleepy time. <laughs> yeah, it it's it's so good. It's got some melatonin and stuff in it. But I I was like, I don't know, maybe it'll work. And the first morning I woke up and I was like, what was I remember stuff from sleeping and I, I hadn't remembered a dream. Like, I think I would I remember do. dreams yeah. every like maybe four yeah. or five times through a year. I would actually wake up remembering that I had dreams and now I have insane dreams. I, I tell my wife, I actually told, I told her yesterday, I woke up and for some reason the Russians were trying to kill Drew Carey and I don't know why. <laughs> um, and she was like, what are you? Why? What and I was like, I don't, I don't know. Watch before you went to bed. I don't know. I didn't the watch the price. Right no, <laughs> I don't know. But um, are you sure? Yeah. So I've been doing CBD, and in the last four or five months, I've started trying to get into core work and all those things. It's funny what running has transformed me into. It used to. Mm -hmm. I started running thinking you just you stretch a little, you run, you stretch a little. <laughs> the day is done, ta-da, you've run and it's great. And then then some stuff starts hurting and you go, I think I need a foam roller. And then some more stuff starts hurting. Yeah. You go, maybe a massage gun. And then you go, maybe I should just start doing the work to prevent the stuff from <laughs> yeah. uh, So you seem to be really on top of that. If you wanna walk us through kind of how that evolved and then where you're at with all that. Sure, so it's true. I Now that I'm in my later thirties, I think it's almost, <laughs> I have to do it. I have to do it. Um, but let me just say that as of like two and a half, three years ago, I'm a person who didn't even warm up before a race. I saw that as oh, something yeah. that would like yeah. take away energy from, from the race. Yes. I, understand so I would just that. start yeah. at the start line cold and like use the first <laughs> few miles to warm up. It didn't matter if it was a 5k or a half marathon. It was like, I couldn't see myself. So there was no pre-race routine. There right. was no post-race stretching. I just stood there and drank my beer and called it a day. You know? <laughs> um, so this evolution into like really focusing on all of the aspects of running, not just, you know, the run itself. Um, I think I, I think having my second kid sort of forced me to do that. Like I had to really think about um, coming back postpartum and not getting injured. And the goal that year, this was 20, late 2018, was run another marathon and do it well. And yeah. I hadn't done a marathon in a few years. I didn't know what I was ex to expect. So I really had to embrace all of it. That was, you know, dynamic stretching beforehand. That was strength training. That was working on my core, especially after having kids and my pelvic floor. Right. all those things. Um, I'm still probably pretty bad about the post run stretching. So don't follow me on <laughs> yoga. I wish I was just more flexible. I'm, I'm not very flexible, but I think all of those other things, um, before I do any run in the morning, I, or usually I run in the morning. Um, I do at least five to 10 minutes of just dynamic warmups. Those are leg swings. Those are, um, glute activation with bands, lunges, walking, you know, all those things just to warm up my body. Um, and then the first few miles of warm up. So, um, right. even before a race now, I, I usually run for at least 10 minutes just to get the body going and do some striders. So if I think yeah. if anybody's doing, you know, fast speed work, you want to get those in, um, and knock on what I, uh, minus about a planner that hit beginning of 2020 last year, I've been really able to um, stay healthy and not have any injuries. So that's been, that's great key for me. And I, and I also have to say, sorry, I'm rambling on here, but, um, yeah. 
it's not just me. Like I, I go, when I need to, I go to a chiropractor. When I need to, I see a masseuse. And when I need to, I have a guy who does dry needling and other things. So I think it all works together to, to make the body run. And yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm pretty conservative too. I don't know if I, I would love to hear about you, but I, if I feel like I'm, I have a little, one of those niggles, you know, those yes. little bits of, yeah. I, I tend to take it easy or take a day off and yes. wait it out. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy cross training. So if yeah. I'm feeling funny, I'll cycle instead of run. Cause it still feels like I'm getting movement in, in just a different way, but that I definitely am like, if I feel a tiny little niggle, I'm like, I'm out. I know. <laughs> I it's need a too, minute. <laughs> it's scary. I think we're so stubborn as runners too. We're like, oh, we'll just test it out today. And then you're like, <laughs> yes. Injured. Yeah. But I love that you have like such a strong Peloton family. Yeah. You know, <laughs> obsession. We can call it yeah. an obsession. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's, I think it's just because we love community so much, right? Like as runners, yeah. we love community. And then when COVID happened, we needed community because mm-hmm. we weren't as connected as we were before. And getting the bike was my birthday present. I had wanted it for so many years and I was a cycle instructor prior to having kids. So that was like my first love. Uh, yeah. Um, and so, you know, once you have kids, everything changes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it was a birthday thing and they were having a black Friday, like pre-accessory package. And I, I just jumped in, but it was November of 2019 when I got it. So it was just wow. right before. Yeah. COVID happened. Um, and then it became like the best investment piece I had because it was, I didn't have an excuse. It's in my bedroom (laughs) staring at me. Like you can do something today, (laughs) (laughs) even if it's 15 minutes, you know, 15 minutes turns into 30 minutes, turns into 45. And at least as long as my boys are not killing each other. Yeah, right. right. I know you can probably hear my girls behind me. So I apologize. No, no. It is what it is. You know, like that's who we are. (laughs) Welcome. Yeah. (laughs) To anyone listening, welcome. That's right. (laughs) I am out of the loop on that, but Blair has adopted me. I did. I did. I have adopted anyone who anyone wants to like do the app or get the tread or the bike. I'm like, hi. Yeah. I'm like your welcome committee. Come take a class with me. <laughs> yeah. And I resonate very strongly with both of your kind of comments. I am, I, I'm way better now. I was insanely stubborn about injuries. Uh, I have what feels like forever legs. I'm six, eight and my legs are what feels like five feet of my body. They are. So, <laughs> Yeah. It it often feels like for me, my gait kind of people always look at my gait and they go, wow, your gait's kind of conservative. You're not over striding. And it's just because mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like there's like a Rube Goldberg machine hooked up to my legs just to get them to like <laughs> mm-hmm. go in a, in a consistent fashion. Uh, and it yeah, it causes problems for sure because my hips tighten up or my knees tighten up or um, my calves tighten up. So I've absolutely converted into pretty much everything you said, which made me feel great that you were (laughs) saying all of your pre-workout bits. And I was like, yeah, I do that. I do that. I'm using some resistance bands. I'm trying to, so I was very enthused when you were like, these are the things I do. And I was like, Hey, I do that. (laughs) I'm very new to it. And I was exactly like you when, uh, and this was kind of divine intervention, I think playing a part, but my first 
marathon. My only marathon so far was Chicago. And I got to my gate six minutes before it was time to run. So I had no time, not that I was going to warm up. I, there was yeah. no way that was going to, I subscribed thoroughly to the, if you run before you're taking gas out of the tank. Yeah. And thankfully I only had six minutes to be mildly terrified, before, right? So I didn't really even leave the line with all of that angst of like, am I yeah. going to make it? Are my legs going to hold up? And yeah, now I very much believe in, I've done a couple training things where I'm like, run a mile or two before a 5K training run to see what you can actually get out of yourself. Because I ran a half, right, uh, November 2019. Mm -hmm. And the last four miles of that half were my fastest 5K ever. Which yeah. <laughs> my body like warmed up and warmed up and warmed up yeah. and warmed up. And so now, uh, again, stubborn runner. Now I'm to the point where I'm like, hey, like warming up is good and running some is good. Uh, but yeah, I, I, Blair is, you know, my constant kind of North Star too on do the things and, you know, pay attention to what your body has to say. And Yeah, really it does make a difference. And, and yeah. you know, I, it's nice when I hear, because I'll post something in my stories about warming up and somebody's like, you just reminded me to do it. And I'm like, good, I'm glad yeah. this person might have an injury today. So it's you know, true. It's, it's true. You know, I think it's holding us up like accountability and just making sure you're doing it. Cause it's yeah. so easy not to. It's so easy to just like, I'm just gonna go and like do my run and be done with it. But um, but yeah, I think it's it goes a long way. And I yes. I have to say, I saw you you also hit home with me. Uh you posted some Sir Mix a lot lyrics <laughs> i told him IG that you post. really like music too so i was like yeah. we love music sean loves music i love music we were, we were yeah. big music fans so i was like she is too she loves music and especially I the do. 90s <laughs> i got i got so excited my family at christmas my i have an uncle and we didn't get to have christmas last year but every christmas at my grandma's house the whole family at we play games for christmas and one of us always starts baby got back and the whole <laughs> Like everyone in my family ends up singing. So I saw your post and I was like, that. My family's me. cool, but they're not that cool. That's I know. Really I, nice. I don't know that my family knows the lyrics to Sir Mix-a-Lot. Like my <laughs> husband and I do, but I can't count on Nana to jump in. <laughs> yeah, I'm That's pretty impressive. thrilled to know that my 80-something-year-old grandfather probably knows Baby Got Back. That's, a, that's pretty nice. Yeah. I think that's a, a fact that you could share with pride. <laughs> yeah. What, what role do you, is music a part of, your pre-warm-up and what's that like on your yeah, own too? It is. So 10 on Tuesdays, um, I've played a 90s playlist every oh, Tuesday. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's nothing, it's a Pandora station, which I know is old school. I could totally do Spotify, but there's something special about Pandora where it's just Stick like, I don't know what you know. Play. We're going to see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Um, so every Tuesday has been a 90s uh, playlist. And then I picked like the song that hit most that week. You know, like what, what song was I like thinking about when I was done? Um, but music's a huge part of my life. And I God, I was a big, you know, live music fan before COVID. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm still a live music fan, but, um, yeah. you know, I used to go to a lot of shows and things like that. Um, but funny enough, when I'm running, I really only listen to music um, once in a while, because I think yeah. I... I kind of want to hear myself dying is how I used to <laughs> I'm a tiny glutton for punishment. <laughs> yeah, I just want to know that I'm okay. So I listen to music if I'm on like a super long run by myself or like those 10 on Tuesday runs. Otherwise I, I tend to not, but 
Um, but yeah, I think, you know, God, doesn't it feel great when you're in a, in a race and like somebody's blaring something amazing, you know, and it's just, me. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I That's ran a half song. marathon. That's yeah. It. I ran a half marathon with a girlfriend and I, we played our music out loud. So we both could hear it at the same time. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think we annoyed a lot of people who wanted to hear themselves and not (laughs) my music selection. I I did too. I had ran a marathon a couple of, couple of years ago and I had, I had my, just like my little you know, um, music going and people were, it was great. It was like, they're like, is that hollow notes? I'm like, it sure it is. And, and you're welcome to sing along. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I love do you, music. It, I do yeah. it all the time though. I need to drown myself out. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I'm the opposite. I mean, yeah. Working. We have it going on all the time, all the yes. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here at home. Yes. So. It makes a big difference for mm-hmm. when those mm-hmm. kids get a little ramped up. I'm like, okay, it's time for mm-hmm. some smooth jazz. <laughs> Come on, Alexa, you can do it. <laughs> I think too, for Blair and I, we've had, I think when either Blair will send me a, uh, a recording of herself or I'll send her a recording of myself, which I think usually is a sign that it's been a day of one of us lip syncing to Celine Dion or Whitney Houston. Houston. And it's, I yes. yes. Yeah. It's, right I think people. it's, it's usually an, an, an indication that it's been a day. And yes. then we end up like five or six stories deep to one another. <laughs> if we're just like swinging around our houses, lip syncing to, to 90s, yep. amazing, amazing, amazing music. That's right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there's oh. nothing like running your ninth mile when I will always love you comes on. Oh. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. We're, or we're the one we're with here. Celine Dion where she's wrote, she drove all night. I'm running yeah. all night. Come on. Yeah. I'm going to get yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. 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 A lot of people, uh, if I post an actual story out to the whole IG community, I always get people that are like, dude, I, cause sometimes you're in a parking lot. Right. And I, and people are like, people must be like that guy. What? <laughs> Right. I'm already big and abrasive enough. To, and then I'm right, swaying my saying. arms and yeah. spinning around. Um, but with, yeah, Whitney Houston is, is it hits home every time for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you have to love Whitney Houston. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I know you did really well in a race recently. Yeah. Right. That went really yes. well. Yeah. So I had my first live race about a month ago, um, yeah. which was crazy. And it's hard, it's hard to rip the racing bandaid off again after yes. a while, but it yes, felt kind of welcome. Mm-hmm. So that was a half marathon. Um, and you know, you're, I, I didn't have a great lead into it. I, I would say my, my performance <laughs> and like my training runs was part of lackluster. I had some good runs and then I had some really bad runs. And so <laughs> I didn't know what to expect at all, especially with COVID precautions in place here, but yeah. I was really happy to see that all was not lost this past year and I could still perform and get over the mental and physical hurdles that have been the last, you know, of 2020 and early 2021. So it was good to have that. Um, I don't know about you. Are you, I, I did a recently last week and I did a uh, 5k time trial type virtual thing. Um, you did really well with that. Yeah. You blew that out of the water. Like, Jeez. It's it hurts though. It's like 5Ks <laughs> are, yeah. Five, I think 5Ks are my least favorite distance just because it's like constant you. pain cave from the moment it starts to the moment it ends. Like, yeah. I need like a slow burn. <laughs> yeah. It but takes that, like, a, yeah. 
It took an understanding for me though, right? 5K seems attainable when you're starting running. Yeah, yes, right. Absolutely. You're like, that's great. Right, right. After but to you've race done, the 5K, that's right. That's different, yeah. Right. Once you've done a half or a full, yes. and then you're like, oh, no, no, I'm supposed to like, right? I'm supposed to basically try and kill myself. <laughs> right, I'm trying to race yeah. this distance, like the fastest I can go. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it hurts the moment you start. It does, like, it does, it does. Everything burns. And, and then- again- I'm not built to take off. Like it's a slow burn. Yeah. yeah. And maybe the downside of warming up now too, is that I'm, I'm ready to take off versus when I used to do it, I could just like warm up the first mile. Sure, sure. Yeah. Now it's just like yes. pain the whole way. Pain the whole way. Just pain the whole way. Yes. Yeah. Um, so are you in training for a marathon? Um, right now I'm not, I do have, um, a couple on tap in the fall, although it'll only be one. So I applied for Boston. Yes. Um, and then, but I do have Chicago. I've already been accepted to that because I had, oh, that's exciting. So what, but there's the same weekend. So I have to figure out what's going to happen. They put all the, the there's four majors in like five days or something. Yeah. Yeah. I know somebody was trying to figure out like, could you hit them all? Somebody's going to try. Right. I think they figured it out. Like, but I think packet pickup was the problem. You know, like if you're not in place to like, someone would have to like, you'd have to coordinate a team of people to (laughs) pick up your packet. Yeah. I know it's going to break my, I, this is like the if I have to defer Chicago, it's going to be like the third time I've deferred it. So I'm a little heartbroken if that's the case, but I, at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to miss this Boston experience because it'll be my first in person. So uh, you, you run Boston, right? I think that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, yeah. how did virtual Boston, I, I think it hit everybody a little different last year. How did that land with you? Yeah. You know, I, I personally thought um, that the marathon, the BAA, I thought they did um, the best they could do given the Mm -hmm. circumstances. And I think they tried to make it feel as special as they could have. So personally, I was like, this is a nice alternative. Um, I felt great. Um, The race itself, I I did run by myself on a Tuesday morning, um, you know, set an early alarm and to get it done before work. Um, but it was, it was wonderful. And I felt good. Of, of course, it would have been nice to run the streets of Boston, but to have that experience and still feel like um, I was among a special group who got mm-hmm. to do it. Was, right. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, you know, again, I don't think anybody who's doing time trials and virtual races feels like it's the same, but I, I think we're all making the best of it. Yes. And that's, it's pretty yeah. cool to see that people have really stepped up to the plate to do what they have to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. How many, have you done a few of them or any that stood out to you this year? I think everything I've done has been virtual so mm-hmm. far. Um, yeah. most, there are a lot of live races in Florida right now. Um, it's just scheduling conflicts, like, because my husband's a firefighter, he'll either be going on shift or coming off shift on the morning of a race. So that's my personal challenge, but yeah, I just virtuals for me for right now and yeah. hoping to run something in the fall. So yeah, the fall is like the shiny light on yes. the hill, I think, mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah. I, uh, I I also resonated a lot with you were talking about respecting, you know, 2020 possibly was maintenance for a lot of people in running. Yeah. And I think there was real growth in that, too, even though there might not have been real growth in paces or distances necessarily. And uh, Blair's going to laugh 
it's day seven, Blair. It today's day yes, seven. So <laughs> congrats on day seven of go twelve. Ahead. No, no, you go ahead and explain day seven. Tell me your... what this is. Okay, yeah, so your twelve day half marathon training. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, you know, you sign up for virtuals, and then you're like, shoot, I forgot yeah. to train for this yeah. one. You know, and that yeah. kind of. Kind well, of. Gonna happen with so this one's not virtual, right? This one's in person. No, oh, okay. it, it's it's virtual. It oh, is. Okay. It is virtual. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, when I ran cross country as a kid, my my coach, the thing that he did to like try and inspire all the kids was show us talk about Steve Prefontaine and Oregon Track and all of those things. So I've really aspired to love Prefontaine and Oregon Track running and all those things. I got to go to Oregon. Uh, for my birthday a couple of years ago. And I got to go to Portland and Eugene and Mount Hood and it was amazing. Uh, sadly, Hayward Field, the track was being torn down to be oh, rebuilt. Oh, you were there? Oh, yeah, okay. I, couldn't, I couldn't see it, it was gone. They were Aww. literally making a whole new one. And in traditional runner fashion, I was on Instagram and I got an ad for the Eugene. I wanted to run, I still do want to run the Eugene marathon at some point. Cause you get mm -hmm. to finish into Hayward field, which would be really great. Um, but the medal this year for the half and the full is old wood from the original Hayward field. Oh, that's wow. neat. So that's really cool. The second I saw that, I was like, oh my God. Uh, I must do this. I didn't, I didn't get to see it. They tore it down, but now I could get wood from the actual structure. And so I was like, I have to do this. And then I signed up and naturally immediately it was like, okay, what's the furthest I've run in four months? <laughs> six miles. Six miles is the furthest I've run. Um, and then I had a couple little nagging things like, you know, stuff that I'm working on. I, my, I had a calf that's kind of flared up through the winter yeah. and I have some scar tissue on my left knee that tends to cause a problem every February, no matter what I do. <laughs> uh, winter, right? Winter catches yeah. up. And that winter is always yeah. going to be a trouble. So <laughs> I, I joked with Blair. I was like, I'm starting my half training today. Yeah. It was and... 12 days. It's like been 12 days. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. Yeah. So when are you, when's the race? It's no, I'm going to run it next week. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're fine. Yeah. You're fine. That's what did, how you went running this morning, did, though, right? How far did I, you go? I did a 90 minute on my feet just mm -hmm. to try and get yeah. uh, this is this is me telling my brain that I am going to develop some athleticism in seven in days, five days. Yeah, <laughs> I did. that. So I can tell you this, like after New York City was canceled in 2012. So I was set to run New York City and then they canceled yeah. it a day and a half beforehand. Um. And I just like went off like on a bender, you know, like <laughs> not really, yeah, yeah, but I yeah. just like what I fell off like the wagon. You're like forget hard. everything and give yep. up. <laughs> and so I like March, my roommate at the time was like, I signed up for the New York City half marathon, but I'm not ready to run it. Would you do it? And this was about a week and a, maybe a week and a half or a week yeah. beforehand. And I was like, okay, I guess we're going to have to figure out how to run a half again. So I did. It was one of those like you where I just like that, that next day I ran 11 miles and the next weekend I ran 13.1 and yeah. just made it work. But you know, and that kind of, yeah. ripped, it was nice because it ripped the bandaid off and then I started getting back into running again after, yeah, after that. But yeah, sometimes you need that little kick in the pants to do it. it right. It's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> uh, and yeah. And it, right. It's really amazing what you're, brain can do for you. Like, um, last November, I was kind of the same way. I, 
I created something for For the Run called I Ran a Race. Mm-hmm. And I spent so much time getting ready for the actual promotional stuff that I really hadn't trained for that a whole lot either. <laughs> but then yeah. you you do, I, at least I do, I did this thing like three solid days before the race of like, dude, okay, you can totally do this. And I went out and ran a 150 flat, which was like almost a PR and I had done like nothing for it. And then like, then your brain gives you this super false thing of like, (laughs) I can do it. So I'm not, I'm not forecasting that by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, I'm like, okay, I got 90 minutes under the belt today. So maybe next week I'll show up and my legs will be ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, day seven, day seven. Plus, if you've, congratulations. Run, if you've been doing a run streak, I feel like it's just that consistency, you know? Your body's going to yeah. be like, I know this. I can do this. Yeah. It's usually after yeah. mile 10, though. Your body's like, that's it. Uh, and that's it. I got to 9.6 today, Blair. So the see? 10. Okay, the 10, so you're the right there. Gonna, yeah. Yep, You'll be yeah. right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's all good. Very good. I am really excited. That's, uh, um, Rachel runs PA is, is uh, ironically, she went to high school at my, the rival high school to my high school. Really? She, <laughs> she, she went to high school the same time that my older sister went to high school. So, but she went to Laurel Highlands and I went to Uniontown. So when I found her on IG, I was like, hello, Laurel Highlands foe. And, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for everybody that, got into Boston last year and had to virtual it. I'm really like, as much as I want to race in October or November, I mean, if if my eggs have to go in a basket of people that should get a race in the fall, it's <laughs> Boston. Boston people should get a race in the fall. That's, yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting, yeah, especially the, you know, some of these folks have been like training their butts off for years. And then like the thought of like, years, yeah. some of them yeah. have had these qualifying times since 2018 and yes. now they're yeah. just getting to run it so for for their sakes i hope they can and you know it's special special thing for so many people who have been trying to qualify for a long time yeah definitely yeah. how many boston's have you run um well none minus the virtual i have not and i don't know so this will just, so real... just two okay so yeah you, you've so qualified 12 yeah so i qualified yeah. I ran two qualifying marathons in 2019. Okay. Um, but that was my first ever, like, I'm going to try to qualify. And right, yeah. I had never, it was never even on my radar before that. Okay. Yeah. So did that change um, when you started working with a coach? It's kind of a, a weird thing about, I was pregnant with my second child. This was about three years ago around this time when Boston was happening. Three years, that makes sense, right? Three years ago around this <laughs> yeah. time. And I had a couple local friends who were running and I'm like, I had a little bit of like, well, they got in, like, I think I could do it. Now I hadn't run a marathon in years. My last marathon before that was 2015. Um, and I was pregnant. So I kind of had written off marathoning, you know, I was kind of like, that's it. I'm done with marathoning, but I started having that itch to do it again, Uh which tends to yeah. happen to us runners. Yes. Like we're so stupid, uh-huh. right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are the smartest people around. <laughs> so yeah. So I, I, I was pregnant and feeling left out and wanting to get back into it. So, um, when I created my Instagram, I had just had a baby. I was like two weeks postpartum was like not running at all. Hadn't run very much that pregnancy. Cause I just didn't feel like it. 
but had this goal of qualifying. And thankfully, um, you know, within, I had, I ran my first marathon at seven months postpartum and qualified and then ran one 12 weeks later and qualified again. So wow, it was that's awesome. great. Yeah. It was yeah. kind of nuts. Cause I yeah. had no, I didn't know how to run a marathon. I'll be honest. I was like, I don't didn't, I probably couldn't have told you what a qualifying time was before that year. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. What, that's awesome though. I, I, what was it like when you were running halves and full paces at like your OG 5k pace? What mentally was that like of being like, what in like, I, I mean, I, I aspire to get to that sometime, but that must be pretty, pretty insane. Whenever you start clicking those type, those types of splits off. Yeah. Some of it, and I'm sure you feel that way too. I, maybe the beauty is I didn't start running with a watch until yeah, yeah. 2018. So I had no idea what my paces were before that. It was kind of like a late, you know, when I got back, as I said, postpartum, I couldn't have told you what, yeah. you know, I was running my normal runs would were, I could only tell you maybe what I let my finish my last half in. Um, so that was the beauty of it. It was like, I had no idea where I was at fitness wise. Um, but now some of the times I always think of myself as like a X minute, my eight, something, something yep. mile person. And now I'm like, that's my easy pace okay, or, right. yeah, you know, yeah. and I used to think that was like my five K time, which is you yeah. know kind of crazy to me. Um, I think the funny thing is maybe, maybe I'll relate to this. I, we're all, it doesn't feel easier right? No. Yeah, like, yeah. no, it never, never feels, feels easy. easy. No, yeah. no, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think it's just no. your fitness. And I think maybe it's a good reminder that nobody's really, it's not easier for anybody. We're all sort Absolutely. of suffering at our own pace and rate. <laughs> right. No, I think that's a good point to make. Cause I think like new runners, when they're starting, they can sometimes be discouraged, you know, yeah. by what they see and maybe think that because you can be faster at is easier for you, you know, mm -hmm. right. it's actually just as hard as when you were starting. So yeah. I think that's a great, that's a great point. Yeah. And I think, you know, like, um, just with anything, I think it's just a good reminder to do that. I had a point and then I totally lost it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that happens to me all the time. It's some, my some timers kicks in. <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> Yes, I've done no, that so I, many times. I think, that, you know, it's it's easy to get caught up in that. But I think it's hard to remind yourself that this stuff takes time. I mean, there are people yes. who just get so fast so quick, and that's amazing. But I think most of us have just taken a, a lot of time, consistency, right? you yeah. know, getting better with learning how your body works. Now, I had, um, I mean, there's some people who race like every weekend, and that's amazing. And, yeah. you know, um, I, I ran a lot in 2019. I think I had 14 races that year. Wow. So my body got used to racing, you know, yeah. I think mm -hmm. sometimes you do mm -hmm. have to do that, but other years I don't, I ran like two races or one race. So, um, right. Right. Yeah. You, you know, it's all, it's all practice and comfort and getting to that place. Now I think this, I, I, I tend to be not, I'm not a person who puts out lofty goals. I, I tend to be somebody who's like very much like in the moment of, my training and mm -hmm. where I'm at physically. Mm -hmm. Um, but I still think, you know, I think I have more to give and I think I can get to that next level. Still. I think I'm, I'm not done yet. That's how I feel. 
I feel very encouraged that like, even though we're in our late thirties, I'm mm-hmm. like, it's still young, you know, like we still, and I feel like we're somewhere at the point where we're going to manage this parenting thing <laughs> and they're going to get older and I'm going to have the time, you know, <laughs> That's what I say. it's like, wait, you just wait till I get that full night of rest. Yes. Right. That, yeah. <laughs> Two and hours our, to myself. Yes. My oldest is 11. And so we're like entering like pre-adolescence. So I know there's like yeah. a time that's coming where like, I could leave you for a minute yeah. <laughs> to like do some stuff. But like, I, I agree with you. Like just because of age is just a number. Like it doesn't yeah. mean that you can't accomplish things later on. <laughs> I know I'm, see- I'm seeing so many people, especially and not to nothing against you, but these women who are, especially women who are kicking <laughs> yes. ass, like yes. in yeah. their forties and fifties. Yes. And so I know I'm very encouraged by them. I'm like, okay, you've got children who are older. You've got them to a space where they yep. can, you know, be more independent. That's what I'm, that's my life. <laughs> I'm like, when these kids are a little bit more independent, cause it was like running for me was okay when they were little, little, and you could put mm-hmm. them in the jog stroller. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. there's this period of time where it's just a juggle. And then yeah. they're like a little bit older. And I'm like, okay, we're getting into that time frame, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where I'm gonna be able to somehow leave you for the moment that I don't need to be present at all time. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was just gonna say that. So uh, like it's very encouraging to me, like you said, to see there there is seemingly women especially who are 43, 45, 47, who are going out and absolutely crushing Mm -hmm. their PRs. And so, yeah, it's, that has changed so much. And to like pin back to the thing you said earlier of like running is always hard for everybody. It's so hard to forget that, but (laughs) it's also the thing I think that keeps runners engaged in the sport is Mm -hmm. the effort never gets easier, but there's seemingly always something to chase, even when it might not be, um, you know, like, like you said, sometimes your mind just gets into different seasons of running. Like, you know, suddenly some people who would never think they wanted to run an ultra suddenly are like, here, I'm doing 31 and that's Mm -hmm. what I'm going to do. That seemed very popular during COVID too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was for distance, you know, and it gives gives you still something to work on in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And Blair, I think you, and John, you make a great point, but I think Blair, you sort of started touching about it. And I thought about that idea of, you know, I think just for newer runners, um, maybe there's this assumption about running. And I feel like I hear it often. It's like, I'm not good at it. I'm not good yep. at running. Right. It's not, it doesn't feel good. I'm not good. And I think we, I don't know why we take some running, something like running and see it as any different than something like playing a musical instrument or, right. you know, learning a new skill. I mean, right. it is a it's skill. It's just a skill. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> I would 100%. never assume yeah. that I could pick up my clarinet after not playing for 20 years and no. start doing, you know, oh my gosh. Yeah. Something. I, so, I can't even. <laughs> right. But I think runners yeah. feel like, oh man, I should have done it. And there's like, there's so much that goes into it. If you have the wrong pair, I've run on my work, the wrong pair of shoes and oh. it makes my run terrible or, yes. you know, whatever. Yes. Or if you fuel inappropriately or you're yeah. dehydrated, like there's a, a whole, like a lack of sleep, all of those factors play a huge role into what that moment in running looks like. Totally. And I think, so just to like some of these things of like over the years, I've learned how to mm-hmm. eat right for my, for running or, yeah. you know, to what I need to do beforehand or afterward or things recovery and right, that all right. 
adds up and the shoes to wear and what the, you know, all these things. And to rotate your shoes. That was Mm -hmm. the thing I learned. Like, I mean, it's been years, but like when you get to be a new runner, you're like, well, I'll just run in this one pair or I I don't get fitted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you realize like you need to rotate them and feel better. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I told someone recently that was like, yeah, I have, I have six shoes in my rotation right now. And they were like, for what? Cause they're not a runner. And I was like, <laughs> right. Well, you have speed shoes and easy shoes and cushiony shoes. And, <laughs> yeah. And I think and too, new shoes that I just want to try. Yes, yes. <laughs> Your um, thing is shoes. You love shoes. <laughs> I, I have too many shoes. Um, mm-hmm. never have too many. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to hold you to that and challenge that. You can't, you really can't. It's like, think, um, an equation shoes you have plus one. There's always more to <laughs> You're right. You are right. I think too, the thing that, and I think both of you kind of spoke to this already is the longer you run, I think the more fascinating things you can take into your life. Like you were talking about, you start realizing how to fuel and what your mental state was and why you had a bad run. Because uh, I've told Blair this before, my first marathon training, my longest run was possibly the worst run I've ever Mm -hmm. had. And then two weeks later, I had a run of almost the same distance that was one of the best runs I ever mm-hmm. had. But I very quickly mentally like, wrapped my head around my fuel was wrong, my approach was wrong. And you can start to bottle those things up and then even attach them to other parts of your life. And it's yeah. really, really exciting what running can start to transform you mentally, physically, and other ways of life. But mm-hmm. Yeah, the the resilience and you do a great job of that. Like I, you know, you had a post recently where you had, I think, 20 things that you were like, these are the positives and what I'm doing. And it's so hard, I think, for a lot of people to understand all of those things and how important all of those things are in their training. Like, right, for marathon training, it's like my parents had to show up for me on long runs to fuel me or my wife, or you get up early and so does your significant other, or Mm -hmm. the day before is so different. The day after is way different. And the, you know, the thing that made Chicago amazing for me is my wife seemingly moved mountains to plan everything so that I had nothing to think about. Mm. My parents came and just knew, like, I don't even they had the perfect approach to like how to be positive around me and, and not like incite any fear about the race. Everything just was really, really positive, but you have to have all of those influences like kind of as like a perfect mixture to, to fuel that type of success. And it's, yeah, it's been so helpful to me at least in, in how I apply problems in other phases of my life. It's so true. You hit the nail on the head. I I have, I mean, you said it perfectly. (laughs) It's like, you know, I'm, I'm not an Island. I think I always used to play team sports. So running felt so individualized, but I've come to realize that it's like as much of a team sport as anything I've ever done. Um, and yes, you're doing your own times or whatever, but you know, I have run buddies and connecting with people on Instagram has been like, right. I feel like they're my real friends, you know, some <laughs> yeah, of them yeah. I've never met. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then of course your the people around you in person, your family, my husband, I'm, I know he doesn't want to be up at 
six in the morning so I could be out for a run in case the kids get up, but he is, and he's here. Um, and all those things make a difference and allow me to do what I, I do. And I feel for Blair, I feel for you too, because like, you know, when your husband or your significant other has a a job that forces them outside the odd hours or different times, or if you work in a different, you know, I, I know a lot of, there seems to be something among nurses yes. who run, right. <laughs> yeah. yep. you know, they're working around crazy schedules or things like that too. And I, I feel for them and feel for the families who, who support them. Cause it's, it's not right. always easy. And it's not, it's, as you said, those nights when you've had a really bad night of sleep, it's like the last thing you want to do is wake up early and go for a run. But yeah. Yep. But I then when you do, myself. you feel so much better. That's my mm-hmm. other thing. It's like, what well, I know I feel really bad right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. But when I'm done, I'm going to feel really good. And at 3 yeah. p.m. when my kids are crazy, I'm going to feel even better that I'm not <laughs> trying to make time for it now. Yeah, totally. Yep. Those are definitely things I tell myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was thinking too, when you were talking about new runners, I've had a couple of friends that some of them are still sticking with it. And some of them started running and they were like, I die after a half a mile and I'm like, well, what are you running? And they're like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm just running like a nine 15. And I'm like, you haven't run before. What are you doing to yourself? <laughs> I like, know. Right. And they're like, but you're so fast. And I'm like, hello, uh, cross country as a kid and yeah. four years of run- like, hello, like that's not where you start, you know? Right. And the, having the, the, the graciousness within yourself to, you know, say that a, a a 12, a 12.30, a 12.50 pace to start is not, you know, like, and I think we're all guilty of it too. Sometimes I'm out on an easy run and someone's on their hard run and they go blazing past me at like a 6.45. And I'm like, my first year of running, I would be like, all right, and we're turning the jets on. We're going to go get that person. And then you you pay for it. (laughs) Everything's a race, right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 But you, you get a lot more comfortable within your own running skin effectively of like, no, no, yeah. no, today is my, my easy day. Yeah. And I'm not going to set my legs on fire. Um, but I, I yeah, I, I had one friend specifically and he, he just doesn't run and it, that's fine. I was like, dude, you don't, you don't, you don't have to, I'm not telling you, you have to, but I was like, you gotta, you gotta find some latitude to say, I, I should run the pace I can run, not the pace that all of these other people that, you know, have been two year, three year, 10 year, 20 year runners. That's just not, you know, not realistic. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What was it Katie that got you into running? <laughs> is there a story there? Uh, I don't have like a great story. This is not so either. Much- so it's okay. Like Nothing magical happened. And <laughs> yeah. So maybe I had always played sports, um, growing up. Um, I could not understand cross country. I couldn't understand cross country runners. Like, why would you ever do that to yourself? Um, <laughs> Mine was my mom said, I need you to be involved in something. And I said, you have too much so energy early. and this is the only way to get yeah. it out of you. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Well, that's that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, so a, a, about a little over 10 years ago, um, I uh, had a broken engagement my, my college boyfriend and I broke up and I needed to like pour my energy into something. Mm-hmm. And so I started, but prior to that, I had done like a few races, like, a, you know, a couple local races and like the corporate challenge. And, you know, that was my, 
my and maybe gone on the treadmill when the elliptical wasn't free at the gym you right. know like I'd run if I had no other way to exercise um but I sort of after that my life kind of imploded and I was like I just need to do something to get out of my own head and focus on that so that year it was late 2010 so late in early 2011 I was like I'm gonna run a marathon even though I have never run more than five miles. <laughs> so, um, so I did, I, I signed up and learned how to run that year and met my run buddies and that's how it all started. So just a, a kind of on a, like, I'm going to do this thing and make yeah. it happen and become a runner. And so I, that's where, where it all began. And I, I'm so grateful to that because it just, it really was like the best thing for me. I think it was the best choice I could have made for myself at the time too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The run buddies that you run with now, are they the same run buddies from before? Yes. So That's I found, awesome. um, yeah, a lot of it, and it's changed and morphed. So I, I was in Syracuse at the time. Um, and I met this, this group of runners, um, and they were just the best people and they didn't, they weren't like, it wasn't like, um, competitive. It was all mm-hmm. like any pace is welcome. We run on Saturdays, come join us. Um, so I met a bunch of them and then I ended up moving to New York city about a year later, a year and a half later. Um, but we kept in touch and every time I came home to visit, um, friends or family, uh, I would meet up with them. So it wasn't like we lost touch. So when I did end up moving back to Syracuse, um, five years ago, it was like, we picked up right where we left off. That's awesome. So that's it's really been, yeah, great. it's been great to have that community around here. Yeah. That's, that's really great when you find a group of people that, yeah. Do you have any lifelong? I know. Do you have groups locally? We do. We have a lot of groups in central Florida. Um, I just, again, I run by myself because of my husband's schedule. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that in central Florida, there's quite a few there's like, um, like she runs this town and then our local running store has, um, two different types of groups that start based on what covered distance you're training for. So those yeah. kind of go for months at a time, but yeah, it's nice. I, there's, there's a fair amount of running presence in Morgantown. I'm outside of Morgantown, uh, but they start so early and I'm not the morning type person. <laughs> um, like 5, 5.30 a.m. morning type people. And I'm just like, okay, that's me getting up at 4.15 to get in the yeah. car, to get downtown, to get it. And I'm sure, to Blair's point, I'm sure I would feel really great once the legs were moving, once the run was done, and then you have the whole day. Um, it's just that whole, like getting your legs out of bed part. That's a real, real hurdle for me. Oh yeah. Um, well, and if you I, don't have to, why, I mean, no, it's yeah. okay. before, kids, I, before kids, I didn't necessarily right. get up early either. No, just no, like, it's just because you have work and well, and so you're, so, tiny but I've got. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't have a local run club, but I've got the Blair Peloton family. Run club. <laughs> the one where I'll text you and be like, Hey, did you run yet? Cause I know you didn't run this morning. So neither did I, how about a four o'clock class? <laughs> and I'm in, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Some of those days don't mornings don't start the way you anticipate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Almost a hundred percent of my mornings don't start the way I anticipate. <laughs> I really try. Do you always been a morning runner, Katie? Is that like, no, usually it was always your preferred time. (laughs) Now it's my, now I'm like, you know, I'm glad I do it. I like Mm -hmm. the mornings. It gives me that, that boost that I need and feels like I can get it done. 
Um, but no, usually I used to do it after work, like right. right after work. But the funny thing is I didn't always feel great after work. No, you no. know, after no. work was definitely worse. Yeah. 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 Like you're kind of hungry, but you, I don't know. And then you, did you, did you run around work or did you go home and run? Um, no, usually, um, depend when I lived in New York, uh, depended. Sometimes I would run around work or I, I guess it, it really did depend. Um, I had, I was a big treadmill runner for a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else bad. was, but like I said, I didn't run <laughs> yeah. the watch before right. that. So sometimes it was just easy to slip into like the local gym and mm-hmm. get my run in and then grab the train home. Um, yeah. or even when I went in Syracuse, just go to a planet fitness and like hop on the treadmill and stuff. So, um, so yeah, I, I tended to just get it done and then go home and veg out for the rest of the night. But now that it's in the morning, I, I feel, feel good. I can, you know, wake up a little bit and then eat a nice breakfast and head into work or whatever I have to do. So, right. Well, and then after work, there's not that extra stress. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. When you treadmill run, do you prefer to do like books or you just still run just you? Uh, no, I'm almost always reading. You do read. Play, run. <laughs> yes, yeah. That, I know. <laughs> what do you like Super to read? Weird. No, it's not. Um, it's okay. Yeah. Um, when I was early running, you know, like that post breakup, it was probably some crappy magazine. That yes, was out yeah, I know. <laughs> what are the celebrities up to? <laughs> uh, but now I, can, like, I know I just prop up my Kindle and I'm like, whatever I'm reading at that time. So I do all, all different types of reading. Um, uh, doesn't, you know, doesn't matter. I'm, I don't discriminate. So no, I'm like, I love mystery and like thriller, like kind of novels like I want espionage and who did it and when am I going to find out (laughs) you're going to have to send me your recommendations I have a lot okay (laughs) I will send them to you Autumn Sean's wife likes to do books like that too so I bet she has are you into podcasts the podcasts and murder stuff or any of that or no I wish I, if I had more time to like listen to things (laughs) like I would be into those but like I can still read and monitor like (laughs) tiny movement yeah (laughs) because we're still doing homeschooling right now so I'll be thankful that yes that's over we only have five more weeks everyone five more weeks (laughs) not not counting down at all I am I'm actually (laughs) counting there's a there's a like a ring a paper chain outside (laughs) get great joy ripping the one day (laughs) we're almost there everybody (laughs) so yeah I uh for so this is something I talk to my team about a lot. So now that we are so much virtual remote work, has your schedule changed at all? Do you give yourself any latitude as far as do you prefer to to really block it to say running and then work or like sometimes uh, I'm more of like a creative lead. So sometimes Mm -hmm. literally stopping work to get on the treadmill to visualize and conceptualize is actually really healthy, but you're also at home. So I had a really hard vibe for me of feeling like, and I had to talk to like my boss and my team to like, sometimes you have to step away and think about things, Mm -hmm. but because you're home, it feels like you're almost like, cheating on work like right i'm not at my desk so i'm not putting the time in um how has that entire thing been like for you right like we're not working from home we're living at work right yes um yes yes so, so much yes it's so hard so 
there was a beauty when that sounds really wrong to say it like this when COVID first happened you know my we weren't rushing out the door anymore my husband and I both work at home my kids weren't going to school or to daycare um it was kind of nice I was sleeping in I could get my run in I can even get my run in and still like sleep in get my run in and still make it to work on time because I just had to pop on my desk you know um my kids go to school now and they have been since September. So it did shift my schedule a little bit that I had to, okay, now I do have to get up early and like get my run in. But like you, sometimes I'm like, if I didn't sleep great the night before, I can just sleep. I'll get my kids off to school and then I'll try to squeeze in my run another time, you know, yeah. or my workout, whatever I'm doing, if it's a strength training program, you know, thing I'm doing. Right. Um, so you're right. Like I have been able to be a little bit flexible now that I'm home and I am a little nervous about going back to an office yeah. because of that. Because it is nice because like you too, I'm a, I work in a marketing and creative and stuff. So, um, you know, some of my best ideas come on a run or a workout and to get that time away is sometimes really needed. So you're right. The the schedule now is really flexible. I'm kind of enjoying that part of it. And I'm, it's going to be a big change when we do have to maybe go back to an office setting, if that's the case. Um, And I've always joked like 10 on Tuesdays could be very much done when that happens. You know, I don't know, like it might, I always said it was kind of a snapshot of this time that we're living in, um, but we'll see, we'll see what that is. But I, I think you're right. I think it's been a blessing in disguise of some of that stuff that we've been able to just, you know, if I need to go for a walk and, mm-hmm. or whatever, throw a load of laundry in or whatever it is, yes. Um, yes. It you know, those a are nice the same. benefit. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. yeah. yeah. I, I totally empathize though. I've talked to a couple people and it's really, really awkward to say the positives of COVID without mm-hmm. having to like put a whole like disclaimer under that because, um, yeah, I, it's so funny the things you don't realize until you realize them of like getting up to get ready to do this to X, Y, Z, to then drive home to do th- And you're like, even for me, my commute was really only 20 or 25 minutes, but once you start compartmentalizing the get ready part, the commute part, and, and you're like, oh, that was four hours and I didn't yep. even fully realize it. I had a someone on my team was driving 90 minutes one way. No. And <laughs> yes. So no. um, I've been so ecstatic, especially for him, because he's like, I have what feels like a second life. Like, mm-hmm. I can only imagine that's how he feels. Yeah. Yeah. So time in the car. Yeah. And yeah. I, I continuously badgered him and like tried to do everything in my will being to make his life better when he was commuting. Cause I was like, dude, please, you're incredibly talented and, um, you're a huge asset for me. So like, I, I don't know if I have to like buy you runs every Tuesday to like, <laughs> But uh, I've been, yeah, it, like I said, it, it's very weird for me too. And it's been a talking point a lot for my group, just in terms of remote work of like, give yourself grace about if you need to go for a walk, if you know, sometimes it even feels weird just to walk into your kitchen to get lunch. You're like, I know. Am, I, am I clocking out? I don't know what's happening. Um, but yeah, the, the, the working from home thing has been definitely a interesting juggle for sure. Yeah. You know, and um it's maybe this is the introvert in me coming out, but, um, not having plans, like not having my life planned out. So, so much 
because of this. And my kids aren't even like at the age of having 110 activities, you know, which mm-hmm. know that pretty well, probably. <laughs> I do. I do. We're just starting that. Like, yeah. And it's and- just, I, I love my friends. And I love my family, but sometimes it was nice to be like, I don't have anything to do this weekend yes. besides running or, right. you know, whatever, hanging out with my family. So those are the things that I think when we, we get back to some normalcy that we, I want to reevaluate and say like, what's makes sense for us. And like, what are we getting back to, you know? Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely. There was a really funny video someone had posted somewhere and it was a husband and wife and they had both gotten vaccinated. And the husband was like, we can do concerts and see our friends. And then like the wife was like, yeah. And then like a side shot of the wife and she looks over and she's like, I don't want to do any of these things. Like, <laughs> she's like, sure. The, yep. The football game. That sounds great. And she looked at the camera and she's like, I liked staying home. And like, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a real point of emphasis. I think for a lot of people to yeah. find what, what was of value and meaning to them out of COVID versus, you know, it forced us all to kind of slow down at least for a little mm-hmm. bit and say, what is this? But yeah, it's crazy. It's just totally crazy. Yeah. I appreciated it. I think that was the biggest piece for us was not having to rush so much. Like we were in a constant mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. state of adrenaline, like drive because you were trying to get children up and have them eat and then drop them off and then go to work and then leave in time to pick them up to take the, you know, it's just too much. It was too much. So I have very much enjoyed not feeling like this tight <laughs> throughout the entire day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I want to say on top of what Blair just said, thank you for giving us some of your time today yes, to talk yeah. with us. And um, I, I want to give a shout out to Blair because so it's really funny I had seen other people doing 10 on Tuesday and thought, wow, that's really fun. And then I got to your IG account and was like, oh, it's her. She's the first. <laughs> she started and it. Yeah. It's been yeah. so great to get to know that part of you and see the positivity that you put out into the world. And, you know, 10 on Tuesday has been amazing. It's so funny too, as a run streaker, I saw 10 on Tuesday and was like, wow, that's insane. And then other people would be like, yeah, but you're run streaking. I'm like, you, I don't know. It, it's I was just going to say that. I mean, as a person who's run 400 and something, 420 days, is that what we determined that? Yeah, it is. Um, it's 420. Today is 420. Yeah. Pretty awesome. So. Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah, Katie's done it where she even like encourages you to do 10 minutes or a 10 K or like, there's like, you know, any variation of 10, which I think is great and filled with grace, you know, especially for these days so that you still feel like you've accomplished something as part of a community. So it's, it's very impressive and inspiring. So thank you. (laughs) Thanks so much. I'm so glad I got to know you better for this hour and a half. It's been, yes, it was so fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm really, again, thank you so much. I can't wait to see more 10 on Tuesdays. And I hope whatever the future holds in store as far as work and all of that goes, uh, no pressure, but 10 on Tuesdays, I think has been a really, really awesome thing for a lot of people. And I, like, you know, like Blair said earlier, people build on tops of, you know, what other people are doing and the motivation. So I think, you bottled a whole bunch of that up for me in the last couple of days and gave me a whole lot of excitement uh, in terms of my running, just seeing all the things that you've been doing. So 
yeah, it's been really great to talk to you. Uh, and I can't wait to see what's, what's to come. And I hope that Boston is, uh, a, a, an actual in-person unicorn for you this year. I actually, I, I, I put this on today for you. <laughs> oh, I love um, it. So yeah. Uh, love it. But yeah, thanks so much. And uh, I, I look forward to seeing everything else you've got going on. Thank you both so much. It was fun. I appreciate yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, take care.